In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So a man planted a vineyard. And then he went off for a long time, leaving tenants to take care. If any of you grew up in the Midwest, you might know that's a familiar story. Not vineyards so much, but it was, isn't unusual at all in the Midwest in the farm country that when a farmer stops farming his land, he rents it out to another farmer. And oftentimes the rent is collected when the harvest comes as a portion of the harvest. But in this story, the man plants a vineyard, turns it over to tenants, and then leaves, trusting the harvest to the tenants. And so harvest time comes, and as should be expected, he sends one of his servants to gather his portion of the harvest. But the tenants are selfish. And notice that the owner of the vineyard isn't greedy. He simply wants his portion of the harvest. And so the first servant comes and they beat him and send him away. And the second servant comes and they beat him and send him away. And the third servant comes and they, beat him, they throw him out of the vineyard and they beat him and they send him away. Now what would you do? The owner of the vineyard says, I know. I'm going to send my son. Now they certainly will respect my son. And when the son arrives, the tenants say, if we kill the son, there will no longer be an heir to the vineyard and it will be ours. And so they threw the son out of the vineyard and killed him. What's a person to do? What's a person to do when his tenants are so unruly and now they've killed the son? So Jesus says to the crowd, what should the, what should the owner of the vineyard do? And Jesus says what the owner of the vineyard is going to do is that the owner of the vineyard is going to kill those tenants and he's going to put new tenants in the vineyard. And the crowd said, God forbid that that would happen. Now, what's the purpose of the parable? It's a pretty straightforward parable with a pretty straightforward lesson. But the parable is spoken to the crowd. 
You know, there are some parables that Jesus tells throughout his ministry that are general. A sower went out and he sowed seed, and some of the seed fell on good soil, and some of the seed fell on rocky soil. That's a pretty general parable, and anybody can take application from it about sowing seed, planting the word. But this parable is very, very specific to the crowd that's listening. The scene comes actually after Palm Sunday, which we're going to celebrate next Sunday, but the scene itself, the, the, the story today, comes after Palm Sunday. And Jesus has come into Jerusalem to the shouts of the people, Hail, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And crowds had flocked around to welcome Jesus. Watching all of this were the scribes, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. And as they saw, they had heard already rumors, they had heard already stories of how popular this Jesus was. They had heard that this Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. They had heard that he was teaching teachings that were against their Jewish tradition. And when they saw Jesus come into Jerusalem to the praise of the people, they became angry. They became jealous. And they knew that the time had come to get rid of this troublemaker. The time had come to get rid of this rabble-rouser. This time had come to get rid of this man who taught against the word of God that they taught. And so they're all there. And Jesus tells the story, the parable. And you can just see the eyes of Jesus looking over the crowd of those scribes and teachers of the law. And you can just see the burning eyes, not compassionate eyes, but the burning eyes of Jesus knowing. Remember, he knows what's coming later in the week. He knows that there are going to be the ones to throw him out of the vineyard. He knows that as he comes as the son of God, as the son of the owner of the vineyard, that they're going to be the ones. They had already beaten his predecessors. They had already beaten the prophets. They had already beaten those who had come ahead of Jesus. They had already beheaded John the Baptist. And now he comes as the son. And he speaks directly to them. And they get the message. It, it was so clear to them that he was talking about them. And so as the text says, so they decided that they wanted to arrest Jesus, but they were afraid of the crowd. They were afraid of the other people who were there. They were afraid of the people who had welcomed Jesus with palm branches on Palm Sunday. And they didn't want to create a riot. So as it says in the text, and so they left 
But as it says, so they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. They were just waiting. And of course, later in the week, when Jesus is on trial before Pilate, some of these spies come and make accusations about what Jesus had said. But what do, they, what do they do? Just as in the parable, they throw Jesus out of the vineyard. They throw Jesus out of Jerusalem and they kill him on a cross. The Son of God. So that he would no longer be a troublemaker. There's another side of the story that points to us. The other side of the story for us as we try to interpret and understand the story for us today is that we are tenants in the vineyard. We are tenants in the vineyard that God has created for us. In the very beginning, God created the garden. And he placed the first man and the first woman as tenants in the garden to take care of it. And what happens? They think they're the owner. They think they'd like to be like God and have just as much wisdom as God. And so they disobeyed the owner of the vineyard. And ate of the fruit. So too. For us. A little bit earlier in our service. We said our sins are many. But God's mercy is great. And so too for us who live in the vineyard. Sometimes. We too forget. That the vineyard is not ours. But the vineyard is God's that we are the caretakers of God's vineyard, that we are the stewards we sometimes talk about using that word. We are the stewards, which is the tenants, to be the caretakers of God's vineyard. And sometimes we forget that that which we have is not ours. It's simply God's loaning it to us to care for it. We could talk about being stewards of creation. We can talk about a time like this when we are facing another dry summer. How do we care for the creation that God has given to us and the limited uh, amount of water that we may have this summer? We could talk about that. But we can also talk about the fact that in the vineyard, in the vineyard, in the creation that God has given to us, he has given us other people. He's given to us family. He's given to us friends. That we are caretakers of those in the vineyard. That we are caretakers of those that God has entrusted to us. 
God has also entrusted to us the poor, the weak, the homeless. God has entrusted to us those who can't care for themselves. And God has entrusted to us as tenants, as stewards, as caretakers in the vineyard to care for those to whom God has given to us. Remember the parable? Jesus is asked, who's my neighbor? And what does he say? A man went down the road and he was beaten and he was robbed. And along came the religious leaders who passed on the other side. And along came the Samaritan who helped the man along the road. Who is my neighbor? It is the hurting, it is the suffering, it is those who are in need. For we are caretakers. We are caretakers of all that God has given to us in the vineyard. You know, there, is, there was one whose name was Saul who would have been standing there that day with Jesus with the scribes and the chief priests. There was one whose name was Saul who saw himself as one who was going to protect the Hebrew traditions from the message of Jesus. He himself called himself an enemy of Christ. But he came to know the God of love. He came to know the God of compassion. He came to know the owner of the vineyard who sent his own son not to be killed, but to rise again on Easter morning. And Paul describes it this way for him, for himself, after he made that transition from being an enemy of Christ to being a follower. And in Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul says this, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. As we move these next two weeks, we move to Good Friday. Before we can have Easter, we have to have Good Friday. Before we can understand the celebration of God's compassion and resurrection, we have to remember that we were the tenants in the vineyard and Christ died for us. It's our sin that put him on the cross, but it's God's compassion that rose 
raised him from the dead that we might celebrate with Paul that new life that is ours. We live in a beautiful vineyard given to us by God to care for. We live with beautiful people given by us to God, for God to care for. And it's God's great love poured out for you and for me through Christ that allows us to celebrate. It's God's great compassion poured out through Christ that allows us in a moment to come forward and to receive this very precious body and blood of Jesus given and shed for us that we might know God's love. And then we might leave today as faithful tenants in God's vineyard. Father, thank you for placing us in your vineyard. Thank you for giving us your love through Jesus Christ. Thank you for forgiving us for the times that we fail. We pray that you bless us this day, strengthen us through this gift, and use us to your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.